Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Hello, welcome everyone. This is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hey friends, today is going to be a quick informative session for you on something you may or may not have heard of. If you are in the military, you absolutely have heard of it. If you are friends of the military, you might not know all of the details about this, We are going to be talking about BAH. We love our acronyms here in the military. BAH stands for Basic Allowance for Housing. And we are going to talk about all the ins and outs of BAH, why you need to know about it, what it does, how it works, and sort of some of the gaps that exist within that. Today's sponsor for our episode is Navy Mutual, and we will hear from them a little bit later in our episode. Okay, let's get right into it. One of the things that I was surprised to learn about as a military spouse, because I was a military kid, and there's a lot of things that we as parents just handle for our kids and they don't need to know about because they're kids and we're parents. That was my experience as a military kid turned military spouse. I was like, what in the heck? There's a lot to this, right? One of the things that I was not aware of was the difference in BAH and how it works and what it is. So first thing you need to know, again, it stands for Basic Allowance for Housing. And what it is, is part of military pay. It's part of the entitlement. If you are not living in the barracks or the dorms, if you're not living in the required lodging, right, for our young military members who are unmarried, if you are living in housing or you're in a private residence and you are getting a BAH, you're getting a housing allowance. And that changes by zip code. And the reason is because if you live in, say, Omaha, Nebraska, my hometown, your cost of living is going to be quite different than if you live in, say, Boston or Los Angeles or Tampa, Florida, right? So your your housing needs change by zip code. So rather than having the pay for military families change by zip code, the housing changes by zip code. So the base pay stays the same. That's based on your time in rank, your time in the military, and whether or not you have dependents, dependents being spouse or children or even adult dependents that rely on you for all of their needs and all of their income, right? Or a significant portion of it. So people you claim on your taxes and your insurance, essentially. So if you have dependents, if you have other members of your family that you are paying for, your entitlement is just a little bit different. Now, to give you an example, my spouse has been in for about 12 years, 13 years. And the difference between dependent rate and non-dependent rate is about $200 a month. So please do not think, oh my gosh, if I get dependents, if I get a spouse or I get kids, my money goes way up. No, we're talking the difference between, you know, if my husband was only paying for himself or if he's got to pay for the four of us, we've got myself and three kids. So whether he's paying for, you know, himself, Mr. Campbell or Campbell family, it's only a $200 a month difference. But it is designed to be a little bit more to say, hey, we acknowledge that you have a higher need when you have dependents. So here's a little bit of a different allowance. So again, basic allowance for housing is based on zip code. It's based on your rank and how long you've been serving. And it's designed to cover most of your housing needs. Now, back in 2015, Congress decided that it was no longer going to have the basic allowance for housing cover 100% of the housing needs. Now it went down 1% per year until it got to 95%. So now 
The basic allowance for housing for active duty military covers 95% of the cost of your estimated needs. Now, there's a lot of discussion about how that algorithm is done and that calculator, but this is what they think it's doing, right? Those who make the laws and write on the papers say, hey, we think it's covering 95%. When you dig into the algorithms, it's designed to cover 95% of the cost of an apartment, unless you are an E6 or an O4. So an enlisted six rank or four rank. So about the 10 to 12 year mark in your service, that's when they start covering the cost of a single family home instead of just an apartment. So there is some imperfection there with that whole system, but that is what it's designed to do, right? So we're just getting that information. What is BAH? covers the majority of your housing. It changes a little bit with dependents and it does change with your zip code. It's based around how long you've been serving and what your rank is. And it is a tax-free entitlement. Now, that means that when I go to file taxes, that portion doesn't count as my taxable income because it's an entitlement. So that gives you a little bit of benefit of saying, hey, we're going to help cover the cost of your housing in your salary. And instead of just having a salary that's higher, or a salary that's just, you know, hey, here's this number and that's the number you make and that's that's what you get. Hey, here's your number of earnings. And then here's this additional part that's an entitlement that we don't tax on. So that's kind of how it looks. Now on our end as a military family, it all goes in my bank account the same way. My husband's paycheck goes in the same way and we spend it. And we don't necessarily section it off of, well, this amount's meant to be for this and this and this, right? That's not how it works. When you have incomes going into the bank account, What goes in is what we work with for the budget, but that is how it's designed. That's how we pull your leave and earning statement. That's how it looks. So that is a little bit of the information of what is BAH. Now we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from Navy Mutual, and then we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty of why BAH is complicated. A full service military bank committed to serving those who serve since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different, and your banking should be too. That's why, no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Now, now that we've got that base knowledge of what our basic allowance for housing is, what it's designed for, how it works, how it's calculated, now we can talk about some of the imperfections in the system, right? You're always going to have imperfections. Nothing is ever going to be a 100% fix for every single possible scenario. However, there's some real big glaring issues that have been in the news regarding basic allowance for housing. Number one, of course, is the fact that it is designed to be 95% and not 100%. It has always been 100%. Even when it was 100%, it was falling short because of the calculator and algorithm that is used to determine what the government deems as an adequate amount, right? So now, not only do they have a flawed calculator that is figuring out this number, but The calculator is also now only giving you 95% of the flawed number. So you can see where that is creating some difficulty and strife with families of why did this change and why is it this way, right? Now, also, because it changes with zip code, that number fluctuates based on where you live. So if you live somewhere more expensive, you're going to get more money, which is designed to cover the more expensive housing. That makes sense. However, WIC, which is a Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program for Women, Infants, and Children. 
So this is additional food for women who are pregnant, nursing, or postpartum, and also for children up to age five who meet income qualifications, right? So that program uses BAH to determine income eligibility in some states. WIC is a block grant, meaning it comes down from the federal government and goes to each state. Each state determines their eligibility and how they're going to sort of divvy up that money, how much it gets, right? So it's different from state to state. All of them use, of course, regular income and all these things. But the one thing that really varies is whether or not they use BAH, meaning I might live somewhere and qualify for assistance with my groceries and move to a different location and no longer qualify because I am in a state that now counts that housing money against me. Now, remember, this housing money is designed to not cover your full housing needs. So we have our housing bill, us being you know, a hypothetical military family, right? We'll say, okay, we're the Joneses. And the Joneses are, their BAH is not covering their rent. So they're paying into their rent bill in addition to their BAH. But then they go to apply for WIC and the Joneses are told, oh, well, you've got that housing money over there. That's going to help you buy groceries. But we already know that money is not available for groceries. That money for the Joneses is not even covering their rent. It's definitely not available to help with groceries. So you can see where that is troublesome and creates some really difficult circumstances for military families because they can't even count on whether or not they qualify for federal assistance. Now, that one changes, that WIC eligibility changes by state. One that does not change is SNAP benefits, formerly known as food stamps. That data, that information is set by the federal government. That is across the states the same. So whether you live somewhere relatively affordable, like the Midwest or the South, or you live somewhere very expensive, like the East Coast or Southern California, it doesn't matter. The income is the same. So whether you're in Oklahoma or you're in LA, your income is the same on whether or not you qualify for SNAP benefits and it does use your housing allowance. So I might qualify for SNAP, say in Oklahoma, where I get a lower housing allowance. And then I move to say Los Angeles and now I get a higher housing allowance. And now not only am I living in a more expensive area, I now lose my SNAP benefits because my housing allowance went up. So you can see where that would be problematic for families who were already struggling to make ends meet, families who are already relying on some of this assistance, and now they get moved and they can't afford food. So that's a problem. That's another thing that's been in the news a lot of like, hey, we should talk about this because this, this is kind of sticky. What's going on here, right? So with all of that and this talk of affording groceries for military families, those of you who have been listening know that I am a food insecurity advocate. I help raise the voice and raise the stories of the one in four military families who are struggling to put food on the table. This is what I do, right? This is my wheelhouse. So as these conversations were coming up about BAH and qualifying for food assistance, there was something created called the basic needs allowance. They said, hey, we're going to create this allowance. It's going to stand in the gap and it'll be great. 24% of military families are struggling to put food on the table. Let's create this allowance to stand in the gap. Never mind fixing the allowances that already exist. Let's invent a new one. Well, the basic needs allowance also uses your BAH to determine your eligibility. So it looks at your housing money on whether or not you are meeting ends meet, like on things for groceries. With that, the current estimate is that with the way that the basic needs allowance is currently estimated um, and currently implemented, it is helping less than 1% of military families. So 24% are needing help with groceries are 
reporting self-reporting food insecurity, 24%, less than 1% are actually getting help from this new allowance. So you can see where using things like the basic allowance for housing in that calculation is causing some people to say, huh, this isn't working the way that we thought, and that's not actually solving this problem, right? So of course, some of the shortcomings, some of the difficulties are that basic allowance for housing currently only covers 95% of the cost of what they estimate it should cost in that local area. All states use it for food stamps, also known as SNAP benefits, formerly known as food stamps. Some states use it as income for WIC eligibility, and all of the Department of Defense uses it for basic needs allowance. Again, these are all things that aren't ideal with this scenario. Fortunately, the only way those things change is through an act of Congress. Like that phrase that, oh, well, that's going to take an act of Congress. No, literally, it, like this takes acts of Congress. So if this is something that you're listening to and feeling a little outraged or a little questioned and like, wait a second, that can't be, that's not right. I encourage you to go to congress.gov, put in your zip code, reach out to your representatives and to your senators and say, hey, hey, I'm, I'm Heather Campbell from this base, or I'm, you know, I'm Heather Campbell. I'm the sister of a Marine spouse. I'm the daughter of a retired Air Force member. I'm the spouse of an Air Force member, right? Or whatever your connection is and say, I'm wondering about this. This is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm reading. Where do you stand on this? What way are you supporting military families? This is important to me. I'd like to know. Even more fun fact, for those of you listening, when you go to congress.gov, you can put in multiple zip codes. You can put in a zip code where your, in my case, Marine brother-in-law and sister live. I can put in their zip code and contact their members on their behalf in my interest and say, hey, I have family that lives in your district. I have family that lives in your state. I'm concerned about this issue. I can put in zip codes for my hometown. Hey, this is where I grew up. This is my home. This is what I'm concerned about in this area. Hey, representatives from that area, what are you doing about it? You can put in zip codes for places you've previously been stationed, places you want to retire, places you currently live, places you still own a house. That is called being a constituent. You're a constituent of multiple places. That is somebody of interest to those representatives. So again, if this is something you are concerned about and you're wondering about, I encourage you to go to congress.gov, look up your legislators and, and get involved in the conversation. There's usually a link that you can call, call and ask, hey, I'd love to have somebody call me back and explain more about this to me. Or you can drop an email. Sometimes it's just concern and you don't want a response. And then if you leave your contact information, they will respond. It's the law. They have to take our concerns and questions and they also usually reply back. So sometimes it's a generic reply and sometimes you'll get something personalized. But if you are in the military community or an ally in the military community, I encourage you to be informed about BAH. Look at how it's impacting your family's budget. Look at what it means for the housing you can actually afford. Look at what it means for your availability for food assistance. And then also, you know, when you have a good grasp on what your situation looks like, look around you. Look at your neighbors, look at your peers, look at your friends. Who around you needs help? Who around you might benefit from your advocacy and reaching out to some of these legislators about these bills and about what they can do to better care for our military families, which is an all-volunteer force. We're less than 1% of the total population. We're an all-volunteer force, and that's pretty special, but that doesn't mean that we should be ignored either. So that is everything that you need to know about the basic allowance for housing, what it is, how it's calculated, and sort of where the shortcomings are and how you can impact those or raise your voice 
to make a difference with that. Again, if you don't want to reach out or join advocacy, that is totally okay. Being informed and knowing how to care for your family the best way is absolutely acceptable. But if you happen to be one of those people that is interested in doing more for more people, welcome to the fight. It is uphill, but we could use all the voices and we're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and comments that you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being a part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community, no matter where you are stationed.